are at World Cup Coffee and Tea at Northwest 18th and Gleason for another OMN Coffee Shop Conversation. I'm Tom D'Antoni, and we've got Bob Howard, the CEO of Artichoke Music, an institution around here. As you may know, they moved out of their home for decades on Hawthorne Boulevard to a new place on Powell. What's different? What's the same? How has the move been for them? And what's in their future? And how do I play this goddamn ukulele? Okay, I'm not going to ask, but if I really wanted to know, I could learn an artichoke. I could buy instruments there and, and hear live music, too. The other question is, who is Bob Howard, and what are his plans for artichoke music? Let's meet him. Welcome to the cupping room. Thank you so much, Tom. Here at uh, World Cup Coffee and Tea at Northwest 18th and Gleason, where we do these things. And um, glad you're here. Thank you. And it's not the same old artichoke anymore, is it? No, sir. No, sir, it's not the same. It's a new place. That's yeah. the biggest thing. But I want you to tell you, it's the same space, new well, it's the same heart, new space. New Can space, I, right. Same heart, new space. Uh-huh. And I think if you were to visit it, Tom, you'd find the heart of Artichoke in our new location. Well, that's good. Yeah. Because it's famous. Thank you. It is. <laughs> it is. And I'm honored to be leading this team, uh-huh. you know, because it's so famous. Yeah. You realize we're in our 48th year. Is artichoke music in Portland, Oregon? Is that right? It's 48 years. Wow. From the day Judith Tucker opened the store Uh in, what, 21st and Irving or something like that? Uh Uh Uh-huh. And somehow, somewhere she convinced Bill Bulick Uh and Gary Haggerty to Uh buy it. I think it was Jan DeWeese that actually Uh convinced Bill to buy it. And, Uh you know, Carol went along with it. And then Stephen Kate came along. As a matter of fact. <laughs> and, you know, that was an era. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But do you yeah. realize going back as far as the time Bill Bulick was there, uh-huh. that, you know, he started the World Music Festival uh-huh. in Portland. I just was talking to Carol about this. And, I mean, the artists that he had on that list were incredible. And the artists that he had playing in the store included people like John Renborn. Right. Yeah. 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 I, I hadn't realized that until I saw Carol last week. But, uh-huh. you know, and by the way, you know, let's have a brief moment of silence for <laughs> Bill um, because, you know, he's just passed um, uh-huh. as a result of his bout with Parkinson's disease. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. That's too bad. Um, so um, how long have you been in the new place? We've been in the new place. We actually moved in on July 14th right. of 2017. We've yeah. been there a year. I opened the store uh-huh. on July 27th. Wow. It was, it was actually, that place was a godsend. Now you had been on, on Hawthorne for like over 20 years. Well, it's over 20 years. I, I mean, yeah. it's, even, it's closer to 30 years. And um, I know if Kate's listening to this, she'll correct me. But basically, <laughs> they were at the 3130 location 
for just about, I think they moved early 90s. Yeah. In that. Yeah. But before that, it had been on Hawthorne. So they had two locations on Hawthorne. So total time on Hawthorne, they Uh were probably um, there for 30 years. Uh But the move allowed them to open that back door cafe. Right. That was such a stunning, memorable place. Right. What happened to that, 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 that building? Is the building still there? It's been gutted. Uh, Got it. That's a shame. It, it is a shame. There's nothing. Le- In fact, do you know that there is, and I haven't been by there. I can't. I understand. I mean, I, I can't do it. I haven't right. been by there. Right. I mean, I have pictures in my phone uh-huh. of the day that we took the sign down. Uh-huh. It's in the cafe now, the new uh-huh. cafe, inside, yeah. preserved yeah. forever. Well, that's but nice. But the day we took the cafe sign, and I haven't been there ba- ba- since. Wow. Wow. Uh. And, you know, among the people that were on that crew uh-huh. that actually were up on ladders, uh-huh. you know, try, we, we had no idea how heavy that thing was. Yeah. It was Don Wheatley. It uh-huh. was Todd um, Samuelson. Mm-hmm. It was um, Mike Durham. It was, oh, gosh. I, I mean, I, I know somebody's going to kill yeah, me. Because, but there were okay. good souls that were doing it, and I never, I never went back. Yeah. And, and, and today, what I was trying to say was, there's not a storefront there anymore. They turned the orientation of that building into three um, doors. Oh. Three condos, if you will, oh, no. that are facing the parking lot. It's housing? I don't think it's housing, but okay. it's some kind yeah. of cool, hip thing that, you know. Facing the parking lot, that's too bad. Facing the parking lot. Like I say, it's just a wall. Yeah. Is the taco place still there? Oh, it's not a taco place. It's one of the best Cuban restaurants really? in Portland. Wow. Huh. It's Cubo de, de Cuba huh. at 31st and Hawthorne. And they're still there as long as I know. And, and the new owner is still their landlord. But <laughs> I don't know how long their days are yeah. there. But as far as I know, they're still there. And it's one of the best places in town. I well, how did you get involved with Artichoke? <laughs> Let me pause for a minute. That's a good question. Um. I retired from my career uh-huh. in 2010. Which was? I, was? I worked for Pacific Gas and Electric all my career. I retired as a, a senior executive office of Pacific Gas and Electric. I built pipelines. Really? For 20 or 15 years of my career, huh. involved in all the regulatory, soup to nuts. I uh-huh. went from the permitting to regulatory to the operation. Um, so after I retired, I started getting involved in a bunch of community activities. And I'd been involved in artichoke. Um, my wife encouraged me when mm-hmm. I retired. She says, you know, maybe you should pick up your guitar again. <laughs> How long had you had, the, had it lay, did you lay it down for? I'd let, laid it down for maybe 20 years. Wow. I'd played in a rock and roll band really? in Palo Alto, California. Yeah, what was the name of the band? The, the All Name No Star Band. <laughs> We had no pretensions, but our dream was to be the ultimate party band in Palo Alto. <laughs> Were you playing covers? Oh, God, yes. Yeah, like what? Mustang Sally. Well, Mustang Sally was <laughs> yes. on the list. We did a great version of Born in the USA. We did Bruce's Pink Cadillac. We our, My version of Satisfaction was nearly spot on to Mick Jagger's. Yeah. And we did a great version of Peanut Black. 
Uh huh. Um, you know, and and the song that started it all. Yeah. Was a song by an artist named Terry Allen. Uh huh. Do you know who that is? I remember the name, but I don't remember the song. Well, there's an album that he produced. He was a, he's a friend of Jerry Jeff and uh-huh. you know uh-huh. Ray Wiley Hubbard. He's actually an artist. You know, a, a, a painter. Yeah. But he is a hell of a songwriter. He wrote a song called Pink and Black is Coming Back. 1971, it was on his album, Lubbock on Everything. It's the craziest album you've ever heard. It's still available on iTunes. So... Anyway, your point was how did I get involved with artichoke? Well, so you moved here and stopped being a rock star. I stopped being a rock star... And I stopped being a corporate guy. Ah. I, I started going to song circles. I uh-huh. took a class from Matt Meehan. Uh-huh. His songwriting, uh, truth-telling, or songwriting is truth-telling. At Artichoke? At Artichoke. Oh. It was the best thing I ever did. What do you remember about the, like, the first times coming in, into that store? It was like I died and gone to heaven. Yeah. Honest to God. Yeah. I mean, there was all those cowboy guitars on the ceiling. Yeah. And I dreamed about those things. I'd read, remember when you, um, have you read the, um, and you know the author, he's local, I've forgotten his name, but the, but the, the Wrecking Crew. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, the author's, but the author's, oh, the, oh, the guy wrote the book. The guy that yeah, wrote the book. The guy that wrote the book is, is but the he, guy who made the movie is not, he's. It's not him. Right. But anyway, um, he tells the story of Glenn Campbell. Uh-huh. When he picked, when he got his first guitar, he got it out of the Montgomery Ward catalog, <laughs> right? Remember that? Right. Right. Well, those were the guitars that were on the wall. So I'd read that story and I saw those <laughs> guitars, and there I, I'd never seen one of them, you know. <laughs> and so I thought, that's really cool. Now, to this day, that I mean, that was like what? Okay, it's 2010. That was probably that was six years ago. Uh-huh. Now, guess what? All those guitars are in my office. There's three right? of them on the wall at Artichoke Music. And I call it my tribute wall uh-huh. to Glenn Campbell. Uh-huh. Wow. So wow. how did I get involved? I walked in there and I took a songwriting class. Uh-huh. I also met Dan Dover at Caldera at, uh-huh. um, when I went to my first song camp um, for the Sisters Folk Festival. That um, The Sisters Folk Festival holds, you know, they hold a, a songwriting camp uh-huh. before that. And Dan invited me to his songwriters' song circles that he hosted at his house. And I started going to those. And so I, I just got in, and it was so easy to get involved in the community after my wife told me to do it. Um, and I was playing guitar with my son. And so after a few years of that, you know, it all started going around that, hey, things are coming apart. At Artichoke. At Artichoke. Yeah. You know, we're losing our lease. And... And, and, and Betsy Langson approached me, mm-hmm. and she said, Bob, would you be willing to come help us with finances and figure out you uh-huh. know, what we do? Uh-huh. Well, one thing led to another, Tom, and I yeah. said yes, uh-huh. and I started helping him with the finances and uh-huh. figuring out how we were going to pay for a move. Yeah. And then um, I took another step. They invited me to the board, mm-hmm. and I joined the board, but then I took, I mean, when... Um, um, you know, it was, it was getting close to the move. I mean, you, you know, we were we were not quite running out of money, but I didn't have a lot of money to pay for people as employees to be administrative assistants. Or so I just started accepting those roles, um, 
our board chair had filled in for a bit, yeah. you know, Gail Sullivan, but, you know, she needed to go, she needed to work and she couldn't um, um, do, continue to do this. So I, I'm retired. I don't got anything else to do. I took on those roles and then I took on the role of leading our negotiations to find a space and I yeah. started working in earnest with our real estate agent, um, Mary Kay. At, um, I thought she sold cosmetics. No, she didn't sell cosmetic. And <laughs> damn it, I got it. I mean, I'm, I'm, Everybody I'm, I'm says having that. a mind fart. Everybody says that, though. Right, right. right. I'm having a mind it fart. It doesn't matter if it's not her real name. Okay. It really well, anyway, doesn't. I, I started just... working with our, because she was great, Mary Kay West. Okay. I started working with Mary Kay West. And we, I thought maybe you, you, know, you, you, got her, you got her a pink Cadillac or something. I would have. I will. She deserves one. She deserves a pink Cadillac, I swear to God, because she was great. Do they still do that? What's that? Award, like, Mary Kay sales, salespeople, big pink I Cadillacs. Do, I, I, hope, I hope they do. I hope. I, I really, I'm pretty I really sure hope. They do. That would be a shame if that's, that stopped. Because it would be. Yeah. I mean, there's no reason not to. I mean, it, it was... It was cool. I mean, it led to a, the, one of the greatest songs. I mean, it's led to some right. great songs. I mean, Bruce's song, Big Cadillac, is just probably one of the, the best songs. I mean, There was a song in the 50s. There was a country song called A Pink Cadillac and a Black Mustache. I've never heard that. That's a great song. I'm going to go look it up. It was, it, was, it was one of those scary. If you were a kid, it was scary. Oh, my God. It was a scary song. I you who, could, who did it? I, I don't. Jeez, I don't remember. Pink Cadillac. Uh, and a black mustache. And yeah. black. And, and I it, bet it Steve was, Einhorn would, he would oh, be of able course, to yeah, spot yeah, it. Okay, he probably could start singing. Yeah, exactly. Um, and a black mustache. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. So anyway, it's a long way to tell you how I got involved. Yeah. It was just one of those things. One led to another. We needed somebody to negotiate a lease. I, I negotiated a lease for Portland Tennis and Education with Parks and Recreation. Uh -huh. They've got uh -huh. a 20-year lease. Um, and, uh, um, and, that, and that's another story I could tell you. They've got a 20-year lease. So I was ready. You know, um, yeah. um, and I, I started working and I found a place and I think I don't you know, I don't think we could have found a better place. And, but once I negotiated the lease, uh -huh. I'm stuck. Right. Because right. I'm actually a, right. a co-signer on that lease. Oh, there I mean, you go. Right. right you know, no. and also then the construction started. And I'll, I mean, this is the truth, Tom. Uh, my wife and I are are, are are personal guarantors of Artichoke Music's. Um, Loan construction loan that we had to take out to wow. close the loop. Wow, wow. So, and so far we've paid down twelve thousand dollars on that, and that's because we have a Patreon campaign. Oh yeah. And I've got I've got twenty four donors that have been with me ever since, and they pay half that mortgage. Wow. Thank you. That's great. Of course, we'll put up all that information on the page when we put the story up. Thank you, and yeah, I can yeah. provide you links yeah, sure, to all that stuff sure. and yeah. things like that. But that's yeah. you know so. I'm way into this now, but I mean, basically, there's nothing that I've done as a volunteer in this community that yeah. I haven't jumped in both with both feet. Well, what about you? What about? Are you still playing music? I am. I just released my first CD. Oh my God! I mean, first ever. And I've got <laughs> Beth Wood on the CD, Anna Tibble uh -huh. on the CD. Uh -huh. I've got Sharima Mimi from from um, Bend. Oregon. I got Brent Allen it, and and, and uh, Benji Nagel. All the friends that I've made at Song Camp. We recorded it in Sisters, and uh -huh. I'm so proud of it. But and I, God knows how I did it because you know I, I squeezed out time, and <laughs> um, but I but I I, ju I just released it last week. Wow, 
That's great. <laughs> Congratulations. So, thank you. I'm, I'm, I am, I'm, Let me ask you something. Yeah. When you walked in the door there at Artichoke that first time, did you ever consider that he would end I, up almost, almost, almost owning the place and releasing your first CD? I had no idea. <laughs> I had no idea. It wasn't even like a, a, something that you, you considered? Well, no. <laughs> I mean, I actually, you know, it's one of the, you know how thoughts just kind of go through your mind? Right. You know, I right. was on the board of, of Portland Tennis and Education, which is a wonderful um, 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 after-school education enrichment uh -huh. program uh -huh. in North Portland. And um, it is a legacy to Arthur Ashe. Um, and it mm -hmm. is a best-in-class organization uh -huh. um, um, that, you know, was great. And I worked my butt off over there yeah. as a volunteer. And, but it, I, I am so proud of, of what they are doing and what I've accomplished. I'm their music director now. Uh -huh. And I had a dream that I could connect Artichoke and, uh -huh. um, and PT&E as one of our outreach locations. Uh -huh. And I could get uh -huh. volunteers to help me there. Well, you know, I started doing that. You know, and I, I mean, there was... Well, you know what? I can do that now. I never thought it's one of those things that you dreamed yeah, of yeah, yeah. that if I could do it. Yeah, but now yeah. I I've, I've made that connection uh -huh. because I got my feet in both pies, if you will. But you know, it did occur to me once that you know, I this is a cool place. I you know I wouldn't mind getting involved here, right. but I had no right. idea. I'd run so it. is is the scope of what Artichoke does the same? It is absolutely the same. Yeah, I mean it is everyday music for everyday people. Uh -huh. It is you know. I mean, we, we maintain the name in honor of Judith Tucker uh -huh. because, you know, she named it for an artichoke because <laughs> it's all heart. <laughs> and so every part of that. And so the things that have built there, which, is, which grew out of the store, which was meant to be a community gathering place. It right. wasn't meant to sell instruments. Right. It was meant to bring people together, find cool things and demonstrate how they're played. Um, and then it grew... Um, I know. I think different people, Steve even, have tried to put espresso machines in there and have uh -huh. coffee yeah. for people and stuff like that yeah, yeah. to um, build the the, the 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 community room or the or the sing along uh -huh. or the the stage or something like that. And we've always had lessons and classes and workshops. So those p components of of, of interesting instruments uh -huh. of gathering place and sing alongs and jams. And, and performances locally yeah. with local artists and a school have uh -huh. always been a part of any incarnation of Artichoke uh -huh. and they're uh -huh. still there. I, I moved to Portland in 97 yeah. and, I, and I, was, I, was, I lived only about six blocks from Artichoke. I lived up at, at uh, 38th and Hawthorne. Yeah. And I walked in there and I went, this feels really good. Yeah. <laughs> It's you know, I mean, that's the first time I met Kate and Steve. They were right. they were running the place then, and um, uh, of course, at that time, I was looking for store. I've I w I've spent my life looking for stories, right? Uh, right, exactly. And I went, this is a great story. And 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 there had been there had been some stories about it, but there hadn't been like the one great, especially TV story, right? On Artichoke, and, and I, I spent a lot of time in there shooting and getting to know Steve and, and Kate and. And it was really, it was wonderful because I have, I don't, I don't say this very often. <laughs> uh, I, I was a failed folk singer. No. Yes. I can't yes. Back, back around 1966, 67. 
Right. Right. And I was, I sucked. Okay. I just, I really did. I suck. I couldn't <laughs> sing. I could barely play. I had a big harmony sovereign, you know, which, oh, yeah. uh, which was a Martin knockoff. Right. You right. Know. <laughs> right. They still exist. There's great knockoffs today. Uh, and uh, actually got, got a few gigs. I was singing with a, and it's, it's actually embarrassing. I've, I've told this before, but I'm going to say it, tell it again. It was actually embarrassing. It was me and a black woman uh-huh. singing like Dylan, Tom Paxton, right. that kind of stuff, right. Phil Oaks. And, um, and we called ourselves Salt and Pepper Tweed <laughs> because that's what you called yourself in 1966. Right, right, you know? right, right, exactly. <laughs> right, right. But, but she was terrific. I suck. <laughs> but, you know, when you're that age, you know, I was 20. You're that age, you try out, what can right, you do? Exactly, what can you do? I, exactly. I tried acting. I tried singing. I tried writing. I tried, you know, I, did, I, could, I, I found out I could do one of those three. Wow. <laughs> did you ever record anything that you did? Oh, God, no. Oh, no. Oh, no, no. Okay. Because no. I'm, I'm building the archives at Artichoke. Yeah, you know I am. I mean, it's 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 really part of our mission. But you know the the but the fact of the matter, the truth is, our archives are in Steve and Kate's garage. Yes. I've got a few sound bites yeah. from yeah. Steve yeah. and a bunch of people that have been in the store. Yeah. I've got um, Carol sent me a live recording of the Lars Dark Trio, <laughs> Lost Arts uh, of the Lars Arts Quartet, uh-huh. um, just the other day, and it is wonderful. Um, and I'm hoping to put that up on our webpage, you know, yeah. as part of an archive, because that is a rare recording, and it's and it includes Gary Haggerty, uh-huh. Jan Deweese, uh-huh. Carol McIntosh, yeah. and Bill Bulick on, uh-huh. on and whistles, and it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I remember I used to I used to walk in there, and Derek Reith would be in there. You know, I mean, we, yeah. we all still miss him, you know, so right. much. Uh, he was he was a great percussionist and involved in so much stuff, but he was he would be he'd be there, right. you know. And, and, and I actually, um, I believe I may have a VHS of that art, Oregon Art Beat story that I did. Well, I would love to from put that on our web. Nineteen ninety, no, from two thousand. It would be. I would love to. Fi- yeah. I, I will get it transfer. I would love to have that and, on our page um, and in our archive. Actually, they may have a, a cleaner copy than VHS. I don't know PB, but who knows? You know, I mean. But could uh, you help me? You know, find it. Sure. sure. I would. I would. But there's the thing about that story is. I shot the story. It was really nice. It was, yeah. you know, it felt really good because, because yeah, you go. That's what happens in order to choke. You go in yeah. there, and it feels good to be in there, Because right. um, people are relaxed and playing right. instruments, and right. you know, no, nobody's pushing to sell you anything. No. And um, uh, and so I shot the story, and I, I get I get back to the station, and I'm, I'm looking at all the stuff, and I'm, like, wait a minute, there's something missing from this story. Right. So I went back. Got the crew for another day. Went back and got a shot of Stephen Kate kissing in the middle of the store. Oh, that's so cool! <laughs> and it was it was like the perfect punctuation. That is beautiful. <laughs> that is such a beautiful. I mean, I with your permission and and organ and, and OPB's permission, yeah, it I would, would it would be OPB's permission. Right, I understand, but with their permission, I would I would love to have a link to their site yeah. where we could have that story. Yeah, I don't think I don't think it's up on their site anymore. Well, but it, but they, it would they be nice that, if they, they let me put it on our site because right. it would live in perpetuity there. Yeah, they, they took it down all, all the stories that were shot in four by three. Which right. meant all of my stories are gone. I'm, so I'm anyway, sorry. I know. Well, well know. but I mean, the point but, is, the well, thing is, I need an archive. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, when we formed the nonprofit, and I've studied those documents carefully, and both 
Kate and Steve and Richard, you uh-huh. know, Colombo and, uh-huh. and um, Jim Morris were involved in doing it. They were, uh-huh. you know, working as a team, you know, to, to, to take it to the next direction, uh-huh. to form Artichoke as a nonprofit. Yeah. So it had maybe a better chance to survive than as a commercial business because, uh-huh. you know, it's tough in just the music business. But the point of what they, they said is that the first thing that's on the list is Artichoke Music is the repository of the oral history of folk music in Portland. Absolutely. But you know Absolutely. what? I need some yeah. of those things on the page. I need well, right. to have right. yeah. a place yeah. to put this stuff. Yeah. I mean, I do have, honest to God, I am meeting, you know, what the, the, the obligation of what we told the, the IRS that we are yeah. a repository, right. but I got them in boxes. Right. You know? <laughs> I understand. And I need to yeah. organize them. Yeah, yeah. So you, this is this is this like a full this is full time full time for you? I think that's what my wife would say. <laughs> to be honest, I mean, I'm trying not to tell her. I mean, but yeah. I I it, it it I put at least you know 40 hours a week on this at least. So much for retirement. That's what my wife says. <laughs> that's what my wife says. I don't know. See, I don't understand where the only the only the only thing that makes sense to me about the word retirement is. You've put in enough time at a certain job to get a pension, and then you quit, but you don't stop working. And that's my good fortune. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, I have a nice retirement from yeah. PG&E. Yeah. And thank God. Yeah. Uh, and I, I deserve. I mean, I worked hard for that, and I want to give back. Well, that's a, that's that, that's great. Uh, but but the thing is, you know, I mean, um, I don't think you stop working until you drop dead. I mean, you know, my, in my life, you know, I, I thought I had made a terrible mistake. Oh, yeah? I did. By retiring? No. Oh. No, I was, um, by working. Oh. <laughs> by working. I mean, I, I, the first job that I, the first real job that I had out of graduate school, where I got a master's degree uh-huh. in economics, uh-huh. was to work for Southern California Edison Company. Huh. In Rosemead, California, um, and I was thrilled to have that job. And after I got that job, the first thing I did with my first paycheck uh-huh. is I went to this guitar store in Monrovia and I bought my my Martin <laughs> D18. I spent my whole check on. Still it. have it? I do. Uh, I'm course, original owner. Of course I have my you original do. owner's car. Of course, card. you have it. <laughs> and it was made in 1974. Uh huh. And um, and 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 I went to work. Um. And there's a picture of it on my album. Wow. Or, you know, in, yeah. if I give yeah. you the CD, you'll see it there. Yeah. But um, that's 50 years ago. And, um, and but, but that, shortly after I did that, I mean, I'm working my butt off. I'm working 80 hours a week because I was hired. I was the first economist, economist uh-huh. to be hired in the rate department for Southern California Innocent. Company. I was interviewed by three engineers huh. in, a, in a panel, uh-huh. um, in a group interview, and um, they asked, the first question they asked me was, what's an economist going to do for us in the pricing department? <laughs> and I mean, I answered the question. I got the job. I mean, my uh-huh. supervisor had actually three PEs. <laughs> and anyway... 
But they put me to work, and, and, and at that time, the whole pricing structure in California across the nation was changing. It was no longer to be cost-based. We had to price so that you know, industry knew the value of what they were using for nothing, <laughs> right? So I was working 80 hours a week, right. and every night, right. just before I was about to leave, I had one of the lawyers up in the law department ask me a question before I left, and he had to have done before he got back to work at 7 o'clock in the morning. Uh -huh. And that's where I thought I'd made a big mistake. I said, oh. <laughs> I think I should have gone to law school. <laughs> and, you know, I asked that question. I put it away. Life goes on. By the end of my career, all the lawyers are working for me. I discovered the secret of life. I'm the client yes. as your yes. manager. Yeah. And so I turned it around, uh -huh. but it was a hard lesson and a long lesson to learn. But I, and, I, and I accept the fact that, no, I didn't really make a mistake. So how do you put that to work today? today? Well, I put it to work today by being a leader. I mean, by uh -huh. basically saying, uh -huh. I've... My goal in life is not to be the only one that's doing everything. You know, uh -huh. my goal in life is to get as many people like me that are willing to volunteer for this organization so I build a team. Right. And you know what? For example, I've got, I've got six of my friends that come every Monday. Every other, we all take a Monday, uh -huh. you know, and we clean up the place on Monday morning. Uh -huh. After all the shows are done and before the school starts on Monday night, yeah. I, and they're all volunteers. And you know what? They've signed up. We've got a schedule. And we're saving ourselves $350 a month of, of janitorial fees that there we were go. paying before. Yeah. That's how I do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's how I put it to work. It was the same thing that I was expected to do as an as a manager in a utility. Right, right. It wasn't me supposed to be doing the job. It's how do I help people yeah. learn how to do the job yeah. and be as effective as I am? Yeah. You know, as, as I've always found, you know, as in, in leading groups of people, as, as long as the people who are working for you are, are convinced that you know what you want, right. then they'll run through the wall for you. Well, and that's the point. And, and my, my basic philosophy of leadership is to set a good role model. So if I'm on the team, just like I'm not here, Bob Howard, executive director, right, right, CEO, right, chief right, executive officer, right. asking you to do the job. Oh, you're getting your hands I'm dirty. I'm taking a shift. Right. You're getting your hands dirty, I'm too. I'm taking a shift. You have to. You have to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there, I think there are many executives, including the chief executive that I can think of right now, who don't do that. I know. There's <laughs> at least one that I'm pretty sure of doesn't do. <laughs> um. So what's the future look like right now? Well, are you still are you, are you, are you still kind of tentative? Is it, is it, is it, are you are you confident? I'm. I'm I know confident. You, I know you're confident in you. Okay, right. that's obvious. And I'm, I'm basically I'm. I mean, first of all, I'm thrilled that we survived our first year. Yeah. And, 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 and sales were down 50% in the store. Wow, because of the move? Well, because, I think it's because of the move. I'm yeah. not on Hawthorne. I had walk-in traffic. Yes. You'd walk in there, look around, and right. you'd walk out with a pack of strings, or you'd do something. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, buy one of our keychains. So now you have to be a destination. Well, now I have to be a destination. Yeah. So that's, that's been hurting. But, you know, we've, we've, we've actually had um, a, a, a big jump in sales this week. And guess what? I've, I've got, I've, I've got a luthier renting space in our, our, nice. our location. To, Who is it? Now. It's a guy named Jack Laura, huh. Laura. Uh -huh. He just moved to town. You know, he went to Berea college. Uh -huh. Do you know where, you know, Ohio, 
Well, no, it's in Kentucky, Kentucky. Berea, Kentucky, okay. and it happens right. to be the repository of the Appalachian folk, folk archives. It is really? famous wow. among that community. Huh. He was an intern at Berea College before he became a United Methodist minister, huh. but his hobby throughout his life has been tone woods and fixing things uh-huh. and building uh-huh. mountain dulcimers. He's oh, he just, builds dulcimers. He builds dulcimers. Wow, there is so a... He just started. He's, there, he's setting a, up his shop this weekend. There's a rare talent. I, 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 when I met him, I'm going, it's like a gift from God. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, and, and so he's setting up shop. He's paying rent. He's, we've got uh-huh. a, a business deal for, you know, sharing in any of the, the um, yeah. repairs in the shop. And, you know, I'm not trying to compete with anybody in town, but it certainly uh-huh. helps to have somebody in there that can explain to somebody sure. where that wood came from on one of our guitars. Sure. So Jack's just joined the team. Uh-huh. Um, and so I'm feeling really confident. I've, I've turned a comp. I've got a reason to make Artichoke a destination. Yeah, now. yeah. You know. Yeah, what about performances in, in the... It, That's been going strong. We haven't lost a step. Is that good? Yeah. Yeah. Good. That's gone really well. Is it, the, the, the new performance area, how does it compare with the one over on Hawthorne? You know, it's different, but it's really cool. Yeah? I, I yeah. mean, this is a long story, and we're not going to go there. Um, April Bear's actually working on a story. Really? Yeah. What it's uh-huh. taken me to get a stage built in there, but we just <laughs> built the stage. That's great. Um, and if you walk in there, you're going to have the look and feel. You're going to see things that are different. You're going to see things that are are new but you're going to like what's new and it's going to feel like mm-hmm. the old place the did bar you take and, any of the furnishings i've got all the furnishings. is that oh, see that's important that's really important and we built it in yeah yeah it, so the bar not everything's there well but it have it, to but, be but right er, there's things that you're going to recognize yeah, and yeah, it's going to feel yeah. like the space well that's great yeah that's great wow wow but the funny thing that you're going to see on an open mic in order for me to use that stage there's mm-hmm. going to be a big old ramp in there to provide access oh that's good so and it's going to be set up every thursday night i remember i shot a story on the the band oregon in the old place for oregon rp at one time i I don't who was in that band oh that's that's a very very famous um sort of avant-garde jazz thing i wished i could have i mean that was an amazing story yeah that'd be a a story i'd love to have if we could put it up there because there's a lot that i don't know yeah and i'm trying to fill in some of the detail you know i've only been in 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 portland since 1995 Uh uh-huh and i took a little hiatus in houston when i had an assignment when i was working i had an assignment for two years in houston which is my hometown as Uh i told you earlier before we started this um but I, I, w- tell me about that story that you did there. Well, Oregon is is a, a legendary band. It's it was the first band, one of the first bands to can really um, combine jazz and what has come to be called world music. Right. Uh, and uh, Glenn Moore, uh, uh, one of the great bass players on earth. Uh, Ralph Towner, one of the great guitar players on earth, and. And uh, Glenn was the bass player, and and uh, um, 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 no, the name fell out of my head. It's not David Darling, because that's the cello player. Uh, la, la, la. Well, I can't remember. Uh, even though I, I I can see I can I can see his face right in front right. of me and hear his music. But anyway, I can't remember his name. Right. That's what happens. You know when you get to this. Certain I know. Age. I've got anyway, the same so, problem. I couldn't um, figure out. Yeah. So anyway, anyway uh, and, and they um, they used the space to uh, rehearse. For a tour, but they had two two sold out nights, right at, well, at the old place, and I got to I got to you know I I've, I've been I've, I've 
I've been uh, of, a devotee of, uh, of the band Oregon for... I'm going to look them up. Since before, actually, before I moved here. Right. But I had no idea that they played there, but I'm going to... Yeah. We're going to... Yeah. That's going in the archives, but I got... Let me ask you a question, uh-huh. um, or, or just tell you something. One of the things that I'm doing is I'm bringing... I mean, our space is available for rehearsals. Yeah. It uh-huh. is. Uh-huh. I mean, I just need to set it up, make sure I've got place, but I'll, right. I, can, I can provide access. At, mm-hmm. I, I just got a grant from the Autzen Foundation ah. to, to enhance my security system, but actually to increase my flexibility. Mm-hmm. So I can provide temporary access, just like you go to a nice resort and you punch in a button and, and that access right. code's active. Well, I've got that system now at Artichoke. Wow. And so if somebody wants to practice at midnight, uh-huh. they can do it. Oh, so you're you're the development guy too, huh? I am, as yeah. a matter of fact. Yeah, yeah. I built. I mean, that's. I. I not only did I build pipelines, I. I developed them. I yeah. worked them out. I did the deals. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a development yeah. guy. Okay. So I'm. I'm doing a little <laughs> business development, as they call it in the corporate yeah. world. Right. They used to call it fundraising. As a matter. Well, I'm doing that too. But then, and then they changed the name. Right. Right. <laughs> well, it's not only fundraising. You got to sell an idea. If you want to build a pipeline across yeah. somebody's. Lot. Right. You've got to have a reason. You've got to. Right. You've got to sell them on that idea. Yeah. 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 I mean, must be a little easier to to sell them on music. However, it is, as a matter of fact. <laughs> I, if I want to do a hey, can we can we use your place for a, a folk music festival? Uh-huh. You know, uh, some so week? anything interesting? Anything interesting coming up this fall? As far as performances? Oh my God! Yes, I'm gonna. Um, how, Have um, you done your CD release? Well, there? first of all, <laughs> I want, I'm going to put in a plug for my um, my my friend Tom Swearingen and uh-huh. Junie Fisher. Uh-huh. September first, um, it's about to be a sold out show. He is one of the best cowboy poets in the country. He's an uh-huh. award winning artist, uh-huh. and uh-huh. he's bringing his friend Junie Fisher, and they they're going to that's 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 September one. Uh-huh. Um, um, September second, the second night, the Ben Bachner revival is uh-huh. there. There's a bunch of friends that are that are that are uh, doing a tribute, um, and that's going to be a great show. There's a new blues guy really? on September 9th, um, and um, he's um, it's it's. Um, give me a second. I, we got all the time in the world. Yeah. It's a podcast. Um, <laughs> I just listened to him, uh-huh. and I, I think it's a show now, not you, to do be you, missed. Do you do the book? And do, you, do you curate the music? Or do you, I, I don't just, curate the music. Uh, who, who Alexa McDonald curates the music. Uh-huh. She's doing a great job. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, and um, um, so, boom. I was just thinking, do you, do you remember Kelly Joe Phelps? I don't. That might have been a little bit before, although he was... When I moved, I moved to here in '97, he was still a big, a really big deal, and, and he was definitely an, a kind of an artichoke type. Uh, he was a blues singer, and uh, he dis- he's disappeared. He lives actually lives he lives in, up in, in near Vancouver or something. I've been trying to find him because nobody's interviewed him for years and years and years, and he was big. Well, you know who I just found oh. that actually lives in Portland. Have you ever read the book Harmonica, Harps, and Heavy Breathers? No. <laughs> Kim Field wrote that book. It was, uh-huh. you know, basically a 20-year project, a collection of his interviews with all the harmonica greats since uh-huh. Honer invented harmonicas. Yeah. He lives in Portland. Really? I met him huh. the other day. He, we're going to do a workshop. 
I mean, he's going to do a workshop with, I, well, Steve Chesborough. Have you met him? He's sure. Done, oh, yeah. He's been around forever. Well, he and Steve yeah. Chesborough are going to put together a workshop at Artichoke. Huh. And they're working on it. I can't announce it yet, but I've got, I've got a Klezmer workshop that's happening on, on, um, on um, the, the Sunday after Thanksgiving. Uh-huh. And it's going to be dynamite. His name is um, Jake Schulman Ment, and he's doing a show that night. Huh. I had Danny Barnes there. Danny Barnes and the Bad Livers, one of the great band names of all time. I mean, I got to tell you, Danny Barnes, you know, (laughs) sends me an email out of the blue on my general website and says, hey, do you want me to come up and do a workshop? And I'm looking at this. I Google it and and I see who it is. Is that Danny Barnes? And I I answer him back. The only thing I said to him is I said, Danny, are you the banjo picking Danny? And he said, he said, yep. And we did a workshop. Um, and you know, couple, he's coming back in February. I'm working with his, uh, his manager. Do that, you that, know he's a singular guy? There's nobody well, like Danny Barnes. Have you ever run across <laughs> your a jazz guy? Have you ever run across Adam Levy? Yeah, he yeah. was her, he was Nora Jones' side man. Right, All and. Right. For 10 years, he just did a master class. Really? Yep. And by the way, when he saw I was doing Danny Barnes, he uh-huh. said, you know, Bob, Danny Barnes is the best side man in the business. Is that right? Yeah. Huh? Well, Adam will come back. I haven't scheduled him yet. But before that, I've got Ann Weiss and Kelly Brightwell uh-huh. doing a songwriting workshop, uh-huh. Diving for Pearls. I think that's on my calendar for like the. It's in October. Look, it's on a, It's on your site. It's yeah. on my site. Yeah, yeah. I've got the the blues guy that I was trying to come up with uh-huh. a name. I've just listened to him. It's the first time I've I've listened to him. Uh-huh. His name's Ty Curtis. Oh, Ty's been around a long time. Well, he was at the Blues Festival. Right. I, well, right. you know, yeah. I'm just a Luddite. You know, I was a corporate guy, <laughs> so I looked him up. He's there on September 9th, and it's going to be a dynamite show. You must be having fun. I'm having a blast. I bet. I'm having a blast. And he, oh, and the Portlanders. Oh, yes. Yes, indeed. September 16th. Steve you know, and Kate. Steve and, and Kate. And um, uh, uh, who else? I, I forget. Um, um, yeah. Yeah. But they're there, you know, O'Connor's uh-huh. venue, they're closing their venue. Right. Right. right and so yeah. where they came, they, they came to me, they came to Artichoke, and they came to Alexa. We booked them for a, a several series. Nice. <laughs> and their, their nice. first show at Artichoke uh-huh. is September 16th. Well, that's very nice, because yeah. in some, some ways... Stephen Cage had always played a artichoke at some point. That's what I keep telling him. And I think Steve, you know, Steve's going to start. Steve has told me we haven't booked it yet, but he's going to start teaching some some classes. That's good. Ukulele, no doubt. Well, you know, he hasn't told me yet, but whatever he teaches will be great just to have him hang around. He's got to deal with the ukulele company, so it's probably the ukulele. Yeah, yeah. Well, and Tracy Kim is teaching a ukulele group class. Tracy Kim from from, uh, Kung Pao Chickens. Yes, indeed. Well, yeah. he's been teaching there for years. You know, yeah. he is opening his new... He's opened a music school up in Happy Valley where is that he right? lives. Wow. And, you know, we're just making sure we're staying connected. But uh-huh. he is teaching this this term starting September 10th. He's got a ukulele, an intermediate... A beginning and intermediate ukulele along with uh-huh. his Gypsy Jazz Jam right. at Artichoke starting on September Well, that's 1st. good. That's excellent. So, and, and you remember Paul Chasman. Well, who doesn't remember Paul Chasman? Well, and he and George Thompson are doing a show yeah. at Artichoke on the 23rd of September. I wonder if he can. I wonder if he's recovered from his injuries. He, you know what? He told me he has. He's he wouldn't be there. 
because you know yeah. I saw him you know several months ago. And he came up and visited my program at, at, in North Portland, yeah. and he wasn't playing guitar yet. So he's, oh, well, he's overcome it. That's good. That's good. He's on stage for the first time since yeah. his injury. Why? Well, listen, thanks a lot. Thanks for coming by. <laughs> and, uh, you know, best of luck to Artichoke because it's, it's an institution. And I'm honored to be <laughs> carrying the flag. I mean, <laughs> it's just a great place. Oh, um, I'm, I want to go out with one of the tunes from your album. So if you will shoot me an MP3 when you get home. I'll do it. And uh, we'll just, uh, you, you pick the tune and we'll put it right on the end. Okay. Thanks. You bet, buddy. I'm going to shoot you that tune. Thank you. Thank you, Tom. It's a pleasure <laughs> to meet you. All right. Everything I do, I look at the bright side all along the way, every single day. I look at the bright side when it all gets dark and there's no place to park. I look at the bright side, I look at the bright side, reach for the stars, reach for the
Look at the bright side.